Welcome to Grow Up. Insights on how businesses can use technology to grow better. Please welcome your hosts, Jason Parkinson and Mark Hammer. I feel like we should do some kind of like a warm-up vocal exercise or something here. Okay. Like red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, or one of those from... Ah. You ever do choir? No. Okay, I, I digress. <laughs> red well, leather, yellow leather? <laughs> yellow, see, leather? it's hard yeah. to say, right? Wow, that is hard to say. Yeah. Welcome to the Grow Up Podcast. Uh, my name is Jason Parkinson. Mark Hemmer is alongside, and uh, we're from a company called One Fire. And just to kind of level set, we got together uh, a few weeks ago, said, man, we know a lot of stuff about helping companies grow and using new technology to do so. We should start a podcast and tell people about it. And so we did start that and podcast. So here and we are. On today's episode, we are going to talk about customer service and technology and how yes. those two things intersect. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting. Customer service and technology, uh, it's important. And it's an important topic because there was an American Express uh, customer service survey that was done. And 33% of Americans say that they will consider switching companies after just a single instance of poor service. I usually go with two strikes and you're out, but clearly, you know, yeah. a, a, there's a big majority of people a, that a big majority. Yeah. A third of your potential, you know, buyers will yeah. one bad instance. Out the door. Yeah. And it's, it's done. So we're going to get to that here in just a few minutes. But first, it's time to take a look at how technology can change an industry. So at the intersection of innovation and business, you really run the risk of being left in the dust if new technology comes and disrupts your company. Let's take a look back at another example of technology shaking up an industry. Christy? Thanks, Jason. Today, we are looking at Bluetooth. For years, it wasn't strange to see someone with a Discman as they walked around the neighborhood. Today, technology like Bluetooth has made everything wireless, inconspicuous, and subtle. Originally designed as a wireless replacement for the RS-232 data cable, Bluetooth powers people's ability to listen to music on the move, take phone calls from their car stereos, and print at a distance. Plug-in is now passe. That's another example of how technology has changed an industry. Jason? Hey, thanks, Christy. You know, Jason, in that same American Express survey that you mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. uh, unsurprisingly, it was said that Americans tell an average of 15 people about a poor customer service experience versus the 11 people they'll tell about a good experience. It seems like way more than that. Oh, though. it does. I, mean, I always see negative reviews and I will leave negative reviews as a consumer. I will leave more negative reviews when I'm you know, ticked off about a company then I will ever take time to praise a company. That's true. And it's possible our eyes are drawn more to the negative reviews because it's a little juicier to sure. read someone's disaster experience with mm -hmm. the company than someone's good experience with the company. But, I mean, the, the statistics bear it out that people are a lot more likely to say bad things about you than they are good things. Sure. And so I know you, you address that at some point. In, uh, in in business, right? Yeah. So what we've done for some companies and actually another company that I own, we implemented a similar process in is we want to make sure that we can address any customer concerns that come up before they have the opportunity to go be publicly venting about it on things like Yelp and Google and Facebook. Right. And so what we've done, and this is something you could really put into your own business if you wanted to, we have an automatic email that goes out right after a customer has has uh, made a purchase with us or right after we've delivered the product for the customer. There's an email that goes out and it really is a thumbs up, thumbs down email. It says, hey, how did you feel about your service with us? Um, and there's a thumbs up graphic of I'm I'm satisfied and there's a thumbs down graphic of you could do some things better. And if the customer clicks the thumbs up graphic, 
we're assuming that they're going to leave us a positive review. And so we send them right to a page that has links to Yelp, links to Google, links to the different um, industry specific review sites, um, you know, for that company. And if they click the thumbs down, we take mm. them to an internal page where they can vent and leave us a rating and review where we get to see the information. And then we can reach out and follow up with them and say, hey, this this you know sounds like we missed the mark on this. How do we make this right? Do we refund you money? Like, what do we do to make this a better you know situation? Right. And what I really like about that is, first and foremost, you are giving them an opportunity to provide feedback. Yeah. And you are responding to them. Absolutely. A lot of times... A bad customer service experience is just simply the absence of any kind of communication. So you're doing that well. You're giving them the opportunity to say what they want to say. Thank you, And then Mark. you're routing. You're welcome. And then you are <laughs> routing those responses appropriately. Yeah. I, you know, it can be satisfying to leave a negative review or a negative review. But the more important thing is that the company hears what went wrong so that they can improve. Yeah. So, so you're you're channeling that to the correct place. And then those positive reviews, you're streamlining that using technology so that they can more easily go to the review site and leave a positive review and let people know that your business is worth doing business with. And a quick aside on that. So this other business that I own is in the wedding industry. Okay. And we found that we really wanted to get more reviews on um, websites like The Knot and Wedding Wire and some of these very wedding-specific websites. And what our process was before is we would always send out a satisfaction survey. We'd always send a survey out to say, hey, tell us your feedback. And a customer would fill out that survey, and then if it was positive, we would reach out to them and try and get them to leave us a review. And if it was negative, we'd reach out to them and try and you know take care of the situation. And what I found was getting a customer to do two things is much more difficult than just the one. And so instead Mm. of them filling out the survey for us and then if it's positive, we ask them to take another step. We just let them tell us in one click of an email, were you happy or were you not? And if they're happy, we're going to just send them right to the site and I don't need them to fill out a full blown survey. Um, Just go leave us a positive review. And if they weren't happy, then at that point we'll say, okay. We, uh, you know, we, we need to get the information, fill out the survey and we'll, we'll take care of you. Yeah. So just, you know, something to think about. That makes it easier on the customer to give them that kind of simple email with a very easy to understand thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. And then you can proceed from there. So let's talk about handling negative feedback. Um, on like social media. I know that's a big hot button for people. Um, you know, people will come, maybe they had a poor experience, maybe they were just in a bad mood that day, or your employee was in a bad mood when they helped them and they leave a negative review. Like, what should you do? Do you just delete it? What, no. what do you do? So, again, the most important thing is to say something. Okay. Like, don't delete it. No, don't delete it. Don't ignore it because that. I mean, anecdotally, I've seen that turn into a mob mentality where someone will say, this business provide me with poor service. And then, you know, 10 days will go by. Oh, my gosh. And they'll reply again and say, and they don't even have the yeah. decency to respond to me. <laughs> I've heard from no one. Looks bad all around. And other people will pile on. Yeah. So it really not responding is compounding an already unfortunate situation into a much worse situation. Yeah. So you need to say something. So that's that's number one. Number two is when you do say something, give them the opportunity to handle it offline somehow. You want to take that off the social media page. Mm-hmm. 
another bad outcome would be getting into kind of a <laughs> a heated debate, a heated yeah. debate with, with the a, brand, yeah. with a with a customer on your social media channel, because then other customers can see that you're arguing, and they'll draw their own conclusions mm-hmm. about your business based on that. Yeah. So you want to give them the opportunity to reach out to somebody offline. Mm-hmm. And make sure that that channel that you do refer them to has somebody there. Yeah, to answer that. Yeah, that's another right. really frustrating thing that I've seen happen to many businesses is people will say, okay, you gave me this email. No one responded to my email. Yeah. You gave me this phone number. No one picks up the phone. Mm-hmm. You need to have some system in place so that that complaint gets adequately addressed. Or take a more proactive approach. You probably have a customer database and a record of who's made purchases from you. And if this person um, leaves a negative comment or a negative review, you know, call them and make them feel you know, outstanding. I had a bad customer service experience with a credit card company um, back in 2006. And this company, um, you know, was was not honoring the commitment that they said that they would to me. And so I took my business elsewhere and I wrote a scathing blog post about it. And um, I was so surprised when the secretary to the CEO called me and then mailed me a peace plant Wow. Uh, shipped me this this plant with a big blue ribbon on it. You can make your own assumptions as to what credit card company it was if they sent me a blue ribbon. But anyway, um, the point being that they went above and beyond. And I I still don't use that company, but my opinions of them and how they take care of their customers changed after they did that. So if someone were to ask you about that company, your tune might be yes, different Yes, I, I would tell them that story. I would say, you know what? I had a problem, and they made every attempt to take care of it. That's Versus, great. I had a problem, and I hate them. Right? right. Like it's very, right. It's that, very different. That goes a really long way. The same is true with um, you know a couple of companies we work with. I won't call them out by name, but I know one of them, if there's a poor customer service experience and a negative Yelp review is left or a negative comment on Facebook, they will reach out. They'll explain the situation and do everything they can to resolve it. And then afterwards, after they can ensure that the customer is taken care of, they will specifically ask, do you mind revising your review on Yelp or do you mind taking down your comment on Facebook? Um, you know, because we've taken care of this or at least noting that we took care of it. And oftentimes people will. Hmm. If they've been taken care of and they feel that way, they will go in and edit. And I've seen even Amazon reviews done this way where there's an update to the review of, you know what, after I talk to customer service, I'm going to give this four stars instead of two because they decided to ship me a new unit or whatever the case may be. That's pretty powerful. So it's important that, yes, you have to be there and have the conversation. And then you have to organize some of these thoughts, right? So. Um, at one fire, we use uh, a couple of different systems, um, one of which is called Help Scout and one of which is part of HubSpot now called Services, HubSpot Services Hub. And what these things allow us to do is track communication with our customers and track communication with people that um, may have a problem or a concern also. So we have a unified inbox. It's support at onefire.com. And when somebody sends in an email to that, it automatically gets assigned a ticket number. Um, you can kind of think a very popular solution for this is Zendesk, right? And not not to pick one platform over another, but the right. thing that I like about the solutions that we have in place 
are that it does not feel to the customer like they're treated like a ticket. So if you've ever emailed into customer support and it comes back and says, we got your message, you've been assigned case number one, two, three, four, five, and you know we'll be in touch soon. I hate that because it's not human. Yeah, and it can feel a little impersonal. And so when you email us, like it's support at onefire.com, you get an email experience. It comes into an inbox. It gets assigned a ticket number, but our customer never knows that they're assigned a ticket number. Right. And it just allows us to make sure we can flag things for follow-up. And if we don't respond quick enough, it escalates it to somebody else. And it does all of this kind of action behind the scenes. So all our customers see is that they're getting taken care of and they're getting taken care of quickly. And what we see on the back end is all the tracking that needs to be in place to make sure that happens. And I like that it allows us to collaborate on fixing issues. Very true. So if I know, hey, I need a developer to help me out with this, I can tag one of our developers and say, hey, Sean, Mm -hmm. can you take a look at this? I'm stuck. And then that problem gets fixed sooner for the customer. Sure. And so from their perspective, they're just getting their problem resolved quicker. Yeah. They don't see what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. But from our perspective, it's a it's a much easier way of getting those things resolved quickly and delighting customers more effectively. So a lot of these issues that would come up, and I guess the problem I had with the way we were doing things before, and I'll tell you why we put a process like this in place for us at One Fire. Um, before everything was happening in silos and everybody's individual email. So mm-hmm. somebody would email into their project manager and say, Hey, I have a problem with this. And then she would delegate that to a developer and then the developer's working on it. And you see that in his email. But, but you know, me as an owner of the business, I have no line of sight to seeing what everybody's working on, what customers have concerns and where we're at and resolving those concerns. And on that same note, even with new projects that come in, um, it's one of those things where if I want to know where we're at or what a customer's you know feedback is, everything's locked into people's individual emails. With a ticketing system or some type of a support desk or um, what HubSpot calls Service Hub that allows you to track all of your incoming conversations from your Facebook Messenger to your website chat to your email, and everything comes into one unified inbox and then gets assigned and delegated, and you get to really see that. You can see at any given point where somebody is at in a conversation with a customer and it gives you the line of sight to know, you know, from a management standpoint, when you need to maybe swoop in and make things right with a customer or where you need to be able to, you know, provide more of your, your attention. Yeah. And that helps to make sure that nothing falls through the cracks, which again, that's one of the more damaging things. If a, if a customer feels like they're not being heard or their concerns are being outright ignored, yeah. that is going to create a, a potential long-standing issue. Yeah, that's a big problem. And if you look at the future, right, millennials are willing to spend the most for great customer care. Right. And millennials are becoming the, you know, the group that is going to have a lot of purchasing power. You're Those talking will be 30, the decision makers. You're talking 35 and, and, you know, like 18 to 35, somewhere right. in that range right now. Like a 35-year-old has money to spend and has choices to make on products that they're buying. This is not we're not talking about kids here. Right. And so technology can sometimes make it feel that customer service is sort of a dated thing. I mean, I've heard a lot of complaints to that hmm. to that effect. But what technology is actually doing is it's made customer service even more important because technology can either be used to enhance how your customers feel about your company or it can be used to kind of take shortcuts 
and not pay as much attention to yeah. the human side of doing business. Yeah. So it's it's clear that millennials, younger people, and you know it's it's likely this trend will continue. They're going to spend more money on businesses that do remember that human aspect and are willing to you know leverage technology effectively to improve their customer service mm-hmm. experience than just replace it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so I think it's important, I guess, uh, you know, a big takeaway of this before we wrap, I think it's just important to know that, um, you know, the customer service experience is something you have to pay attention to. It's not something that will just happen naturally as part of you providing a great product. Um, A good example of this, I have a robot lawnmower. Love this thing. That's probably a whole nother episode there. (laughs) But I have have this lawnmower that I love and it quit like it it stopped working after I had it for about two and a half years. I fully expected to pay something to get it fixed or to replace it. It's out of the warranty. I'd reached out to the cut to the company that makes it and I I engaged in a chat session on their website and I went back and forth with um, with this woman in their in their chat and she was um, asking me to do different things on the mower to like reset it all of those different, you know, troubleshooting things. Sure. And then she discovered that, well, you're probably going to have to ship it in for us to look at. And so I asked her, I said, hey, you know, is there a way that I could get a discount on a new one? Or do you know what this is going to cost? And she said, well, we typically don't give discounts on on new ones since this is out of warranty. And, you know, if you send it in, in to us, we could, you know, tell you a little bit more about maybe what it would take to fix it. I said, OK. And so she sends me a label. I send it in, and then this is where the customer service experience went a little sideways. It would have been great if they had a lot of communication with me while my mower was in the shop, Um, but they didn't. They had no communication with me, and then two weeks later, a brand new robot lawnmower showed up at my house. Which is a nice outcome. It's a great outcome. However, I didn't know, like, am I going to get charged for this, or what was wrong with mine? Like there was no communication there that happened. Yeah. That's a little weird. What they could have done, what would have been a great experience is for them to write back to me and say, you know, Hey, um, you know, your mower is out of warranty and we very rarely do this, but I've got approval to go ahead and send you a brand new mower free of charge. And that would have made me go, wow. Like they're treating me specifically as this outstanding you know, customer. And and that's why I'm getting this new cool. mower. But instead, they just sent me the new mower with no communication. Hmm. I would probably tell the story much more and write glowing reviews if they would have teed it up as this is a special perk for you and explain why we're going to take care of you and explain why instead of them just doing the action. So the communication and the plan that you have in place as part of that experience is so important. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. So, Mark, what's the 10 second takeaway? Sum it up. The 10 second takeaway is that technology can help you answer questions more quickly, respond to feedback more effectively, and serve your customers better. As long as it's not replacing the human element of customer service. You need to continue to serve customers as you always have. Yeah, it's a great point. Hey, thanks for joining us today. It's Grow Up, uh, all about using technology to help your company grow better. Again, my name is Jason Parkinson, Mark Hemmer, my co-host, our director of marketing at OneFire. And uh, thanks for being here, Mark. Oh, thank you, Jason. I know I pull you out of your busy day all the time to do this uh, to do <laughs> no, this thing. It is a pleasure. Good. Hey, if you've got questions or want to submit feedback on the show, you can always do so at onefire.com slash grow up. And if you like what you're hearing, we would really love it if you would rate and review us on iTunes. That's going to help a, a lot more people find out this podcast exists and hopefully get some value out of it. Um, another big buzzword we're talking about next week, gamification, basically how you can use games to help your company grow better. 
So we'll talk to you then. Adios. Thanks for listening to Grow Up. For more information about the topics discussed in today's show, visit onefire.com slash grow up. This has been a One Fire production.